We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yes, the double team goes inside, looks, has it deflected and stolen. Randall with the play. Bad passes, rolls, throws it right to Suggs. Alley up to Carter. And the Knicks need timeout. What a turn of events. Another painful loss here at the Garden to the Magic. Lightning does strike twice for Orlando here at Madison Square Garden. All righty. Welcome to a belated Knicks postgame live. Um, So uh, for anybody who doesn't know, tonight we had our um, KFS at MSG night. Shout out to all the folks at MSG um, who put together a great evening for us, first and foremost. We had a lot of fun uh, right up until, I guess it was the last three minutes of the game, um, which was, uh, you know, slightly less than fun. Um, but, uh, no, seriously, it was a great time, great suite, great um, great crowd, great crew. Thanks to everybody who came out for the game. Uh, and who got tickets and uh, joined us because uh, it was it was cool to get together, everybody. Um, okay, enough of that. <laughs> the game itself. This was a strange game. I must have said, I don't know, a dozen times um, throughout this night. What an odd game. Like, just to random people who were near me, couldn't really put my finger on it, and... You know, as the game went on, the game went on, the game went on, and uh, it got closer, and they remained close, I should say. And then, of course, they were down um, by 10 at a few points in the fourth quarter. It kind of finally hit me that the reason it was an odd game is because the Knicks, who are supposedly the more talented team in this game, um, made some shots, and they certainly made a little run in the fourth quarter, and they took – a lead that seemed to evaporate uh, before anybody could process what was, what was actually happening at no point in time. Did it seem like anyone on the Knicks made like a tough shot, Uh, made some big shots. Alec Burks certainly made some big shots. Obi Toppin made some big shots. Um, That's about it. Uh, you know, Emmanuel quickly, of course, every three he makes feels like, feels like a big shot. Um, you know, again, they, they made some big threes, but at no point in time did it really feel like 
the Knicks came up with that that play where it's like, oh, this is the more talented team. They're supposed to win this game, and they're going to win it now. Meanwhile, Orlando, again, not all of their players played very well. Um, uh, Cole Anthony sticks out. He's one of nine from deep, five for 21 overall. Not great. Um, but, like, Terrence Ross, Chimo Kiki only made three field goals, felt like – and, and – got to the free throw line uh, for a trip. Um, just guys, Franz Wagner, how could you, you can't say about Franz Wagner. Like he's young guys. And like Ross is obviously not a young guy, but like felt like throughout the game, Ross more in the first half, the other guys more in the second half, just made big shots and felt like the next defense was okay. I mean, you hold an NBA team to 104 points. It's, you know, it's not not bad. It's fine. Um, and but but that's not really putting my finger on what made this game odd. What made this game odd was it felt like the Knicks came out, and we've talked so much about the game plan and their approach and how they go about their offense and is it too much Randall and should it be you know more through Kemba and like whatever else. It felt like their approach was fine, and that their execution sucked and their execution sucked early their execution sucked in the middle their execution got a little bit better in the fourth quarter for a while with the bench and then at the end of the game the execution was was bad and in execution i mean like there were a lot of turnovers it was a running joke in our in our lounge in the first half uh and into the second half how many times they got called for stepping out of bounds on uh, like a corner three or, or where they were near a corner three, you know, just the turnovers were kind of funky. Like that all falls under execution. And then of course, missed shots falls under execution. And I, I lost count of the amount of times that I felt like the Knicks got themselves a good look. Like the Knicks took 49 threes tonight. That's the, um, I believe it's the second or third most threes they've ever taken in the game. By the way, shout out to shout out to anybody who comes to the super chat right now. Bad eyesight. Shout out to Miles McBride, highlight of my Knicks day. Yeah, Miles McBride, I know had a nice day in Westchester. Um, Knicks took 49 threes tonight. They made uh 16 for 32.7%. And they definitely made some big threes. Some of the threes were huge. But I, I, maybe I'm sure not every one of those 49 threes was a great three. There were a couple that stand out that were like not great, but for the most part, the the shots that that felt like the Knicks were taking were good shots, and they just weren't going in. So execution across the board was really shitty. I saw the Tibbs quote after the game about I got to get my guys ready to go and the whole thing. Um, did it feel like there was a little something lacking? Did it feels like they were feel like they were a little sloppy? Maybe coming off the victory in, against Indiana, they you know not took the magic for granted, but kind of didn't have that that edge. Yeah, all of that, all of that. And I think the more we watch this team, the more we realize. And I've I've spoken to this over the last you know week or so. You know, it's time we acknowledge that this Nick team barring something really strange happening is not going to be in that upper tier, upper echelon, upper crust 
of the league where we're like, oh, this is a team that has a chance to really do some damage in the playoffs. It's part of the next group of teams. And that next group of teams is, I don't know how big it is, 10, 15 teams deep, whatever you want to say, in which you could beat almost any team on any given night and you could lose to almost team uh, any team on any given night. Um, so, yeah, it, again, poor execution across the board. Magic made some nice shots. And then, but the only other thing I'll say, and, and you know I'm always going to bring it back to a positive. The reason I, I ultimately was saying time, time and time again throughout this night that this felt like such an odd game is because, and I, I said it at one point where, during the game, was so often this season, and in past seasons too, I guess, when the Knicks had a game plan and then shots weren't falling, felt like they would get away from the game plan and somebody would go one-on-one or they would take, you know, crappy shots or this and that. And I guess the credit that I want to give to the Knicks tonight is it felt like even with that lack of energy and even with that lack of kind of spark, I'm not saying they didn't try hard. Like the, again, hold the team to 104 points and team made some shots. Um, but on offense, there was just, I don't know, something missing. Put the, putting that aside, it felt like they stuck to the game plan and they got a lot of pretty good shots and nobody like Julius Randall is the guy that, you know, I'm going to be analyzing Julius Randall all this year. He took 11 shots tonight. 10 of them were from deep. Um, I don't think I saw once. Um, it, it, the only guy who was really ISOing was, was actually nobody was really ISOing. Um, it was just a lot of drive and kick, drive and kick, drive and kick where guys were guys were missing. You know, RJ took 12 shots inside the the three-point arc. He was 7 of 12 from inside the arc. He was 0 of 7 from from behind it. Um I just I I appreciated the game plan. I appreciated the approach. I appreciated the commitment to try to play and let's, you know, I'm burying the lead. I've been talking for almost 10 minutes. I haven't actually said it yet. It is very clear that for as much as the Indiana win was a nice win and they seem to figure some things out, this team is still trying to find its way. This team is still not where they want to be. This team is still not comfortable on offense with the starters. The backups are much more comfortable, but even they couldn't put it all together to, to get this win. So, you know, this is not one that it's weird. I felt like so despondent after this game. And the reason I felt so despondent after the game was like, there wasn't one thing that I could put my finger on and be like, ah, God damn it. I can't believe that this happened or that happened, or this guy did this. And they still lost, which again, kind of goes back to the thing I was saying before, which is that they're in that middle ground of teams that could win any night, lose any night. Um, you know, and that's kind of the tough part, you know, when you, when you lose to a team that's, and, and this gets to the bigger picture, which is, and I wrote this this morning, um, you know, now if they win against the Rockets, they're nine and seven in these first 16 games, which is a, a fifth of the season, almost exactly. That's a 45 win pace. If they beat the Rockets, if I'm not taking everything for granted, <laughs> especially after tonight, um, you know, I'm not saying it's been an easy schedule, but they've played now the Magic three times. They'll have played the Rockets once. They'll have played uh, what other terrible team? 
some other terrible team uh, another time. And, you know, that's, that's, and they, they're, they may only end up with nine wins and they haven't played the jazz. They haven't played the nuggets. They haven't played the Suns. They haven't played the Clippers. Um, they haven't played, I'm sure I'm forgetting some good West team, um, you know, and they haven't played the Nets. They've played the Bucks a couple times. They've played the Sixers a couple times, once healthy. They've played the Bulls once. So it's not like they haven't played anybody, but, like, I, I feel confident in saying that the schedule moving forward is going to be more difficult than the schedule that they've had so far In compa- if you're comparing the two things. Pelicans, thank you, Andrew. God, God love my producer, Andrew Claudio. Yeah, they, they played the Pelicans. They almost lost that game. So it's like they've had these kind of schedule wins and they've and they've lost a couple of them, um, which is not great. You know, and there are only so many of those throughout the season. I haven't played the Pistons yet. What I whatever. Um, point is I, I think the, the the discouraging thing about this game is is you wanna if you're someone who's like the Knicks this season need to be a team that at least can be reckoned with in the second round of the playoffs. I don't know as, as they are right now, are they on track to do that? Um, and someone who's not a Nick fan watching this would probably be like, well, yeah, no shit. Um, <laughs> but you know, we all had very high hopes and the fact that this is kind of where they are is, uh, and, and look, here's the last thing I'll say, and then I'll get to the super chats and then I'm, I'm going to get out of here. Um, it doesn't mean they're going to stay this way. I don't think we've seen anywhere close to what this team could be. As currently constituted with this roster, they are clearly figuring things out. They are very clunky. They are very awkward. They're very, it's just, it's not flowing. Like I, I, there's a part of me that wants to say this is about as bad as this team could look right now. But then I look at the bench and I'm like, they're the best bench unit in the NBA. So that doesn't feel really, that feels a little disingenuous. So I think they can be better and I think they will be better, which is why to be like, you know, they're, they're definitely going to be a mid low to mid forties win team. Like maybe that's not fair either, but I don't know. I think we're still kind of reconciling with what this team is, what they could be, what they could do. Um, I'm not going to say, I feel like particularly encouraged, but I'm also not despondent, like as I probably should be after the second home loss to the fucking Orlando Magic. Um, yeah, this is where the Knicks are right now. I don't really know what else to say other than that. Uh, and again, just for for emphasis' sake, they couldn't make a fucking basket to save their life, save their lives tonight. Uh, it's amazing. Randall, four of ten. I think was the best percentage of the night. Oh, well, Fournier was was one of was one of uh, four. Uh, oh, Rose was two of six, and of course Toppin. How can we forget Toppin? Two of three. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get to some super chats. Robert Ginley. Robert, it was great uh, seeing you um, tonight. I hope you still had a good time, even though they they shot the bed. Uh, nothing about the game, but just a huge thank you to you, Andrew, Jeremy, and Chris. I th- yes, Chris with a K, but that's okay. Uh, for an incredible night tonight. The losses are tough, but it's incredible how close-knit this fan base is. Thanks again. Yeah, I, I – um, man, I was – I had such a good time tonight just hanging out with everybody and enjoying the game with other Knicks fans, which is not something I get to do anymore. And that was fantastic. And spirit was great. This team, you know, the garden is just great. Like Obi hit the, when Obi hit the threes, um, uh, quickly hit Obi for the dunk. Burks was hitting the threes. Like they were just, you know, half a dozen moments where, you know, this, the, the, it is special, and that's why we're, we're so excited and so happy that the Knicks hopefully are back and are going to be good again for a while because there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it when this team is good and you get to root for them. And uh, how good are they? Like, you know, we'll, we'll find that out as the, the season goes on. But to be there tonight with other Knicks fans, was it was special. Thank you, Robert, for coming out, and um, hope you had a good time. Uh, G Beers, first-time Super Chat. Love the post-game analysis. Thank you. Um, against Indiana's offense, or against Indiana, the offense played with a purpose. Tonight, they thought the plays would execute themselves. That's a really good it's a good way to describe it. And by the way, if it sounds like I'm describing the game in a way where I am it, it's I'm not I'm not on point or I'm not as precise as I maybe usually be, that's because and, and I, I'm sure I've said something to this effect before. Watching a game live, especially when you're not like courtside, 
Like when you're there live, courtside or not, like you get a certain feel for some things, but to like analyze it the same way you would when you're just watching on on a like a big screen at home, it's very different. And I I don't feel honestly, I'm just I'll be I'll put it right out there. I don't feel like I have nearly as good of a sense of what I saw as I usually do. Um, again, my I just it's a very general takeaway, which is like. It it felt like they were they had a good purpose, felt like they had a good game plan, didn't execute, didn't make shots, and it felt like there was something lacking. And I think what you what you just said was was really well put. Um, they did not play with a purpose, and they thought the plays would ex- would execute themselves. That's really well said. So uh, shout out to you. Thanks for contributing and for being a first time uh, super chatter. Uh, Hush Zoo starters have no ball movement other than RJ. Um, I, uh, but even he had tunnel vision. Mitch and Obi sub out was the most odd decision I've seen this year. Um, Mitch was good tonight. It's funny when he subbed out, I, I wasn't because when he subbed out, Randall and Obi came in. And I think that's something that I've been wanting to see all year. Something I was very excited about. Didn't seem like it worked. So, you know, and then obviously Obi eventually subbed out. And Obi had hit those threes. Obi finished tonight, we should say. He was the best player. Um, well, no, I think I still will give it to Alec Burks. I think Alec Burks was probably the best Nick tonight, although I don't really know. Obi was six for nine for 14 points. He was a team high plus 11. Don't think that's a misnomer. Five rebounds, couple of assists, block. You know what? Obi Obi might have been the best thing. Only played eighteen minutes. So if the guy that if the guy that we're sitting here thinking was like maybe the best Nick, um, only played eighteen minutes. That's not great. The uh, chat is apparently saying as uh, thank you, Andrew. Again, uh, Mitch hurt his hip. Um. <laughs> uh. I, I didn't see it. I haven't heard anything about it. Have nothing's been tweeted about it. Um, but if that's the case, that does make sense. Also, um, look, you know, at this point, I, I think. Let me put this. I think Ben Ritholtz on on today's podcast really put it well, which is that you got a <laughs> a number one in Julius Randle, who is your number one because he's your all star and your all NBA and your whatever has not really, he has not shot the ball. Well, he's trying to play well, but even that really, you know, tiffy. Um, <laughs> and the guy playing behind him is, is obviously doing some nice things. And then, but two through nine or two through 10, whatever you want. It's so even when they lose a game. And if Tibbs takes out guys who are playing well and puts other guys, it's like, it's, it's ripe for criticism. And like, I can't even sit here and be like, Oh, it's a terrible comment. I don't know that I'd say it's the most odd sub I've seen this year, but you want to get on him for it. That's fine. Um, look, you lost the game against the magic. When you lose the game against the magic, don't really have much of a leg to stand on. Um, Obi was feeling it. Obi was good. Probably should have left him in. Um, Kevin Levitt, positive take, but this team is game over 500. That's true. And they haven't clicked as a unit. Also true. 
So maybe we're on the verge of everything coming together. Yeah, sure. It's possible they're on the verge of everything coming together. And, you know, if, again, I, 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 I've often referenced this year, you know, back to 2013-14, just as like a worst-case scenario. You know, another season I'll reference is like, again, I think I've referenced this maybe once or twice, the 2016-17 season, the first Derrick Rose season, right? Where they started, uh, I think it was like 14 and it was 17 and 14 or 16 and 14, something like that. That felt like a house of cards. This to me feels the opposite. It does not feel like a house of cards. It does feel like if this team rolled off, eight out of 10 or nine out of 12 or whatever, you'd be like, okay, I get it. They're making shots. They're like, it's coming together. I see it at the same time. There's nothing about this team that tells me they are above going four and 11 or something. No, they're not four and 11, like, you know, whatever, four and seven, four and eight, something like that. Because guess what? They just kind of did it. Right. Cause they're, what are they in seven? They were five and one. Um, so again, they've they've just gone three and math time. Uh three and three and six. Like they're bad enough that they're capable of going three and six, but it's early, right? Are they gonna go three and six in two months? Hopefully not. Um bad eyesight. Hello, bad eyesight. How are you? I'm sure your eyesight is fine. Um I told myself if they went three and one this week, I would be happy. Didn't expect tonight would be the one. Let's just close this week out strong. Um, <clears throat> I mean, they're going into, correct me if I'm wrong, they're going into Chicago. They went into Chicago once and won the game. The notion that they are going into going to go into Chicago, who has played as well as any team in the NBA, and win another game, Oh, man. Uh, if they – again, I, we've said this a few times. They beat Houston, and then they go in Chicago and win and win in Chicago. All's forgiven. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to bank on that. And then you got the Lakers and the, and, the, and the Suns at home, and then things start to get, you know, tougher. Um, not a lot of cupcakes after that. Um, so, you know, we, we keep talking about, yeah, they can figure it out. They better figure it out quick. Uh, Greg Film Stuff, what's going on, man? Thank you for your contribution. Um, New York added pieces to improve the starters in the summer, and we start with no energy. Very true. Um, the starters are relying on the bench to win them games, yes. Uh, and it's not a good theme. No, it is not. Uh, also sent you a DM to be a guest on <laughs> the NBA Exchange podcast. Shout out to the NBA Exchange podcast. Uh, yes, I will get back to you. I have not checked DMs in a few days. Um, We'll figure out a time to do that. So shout out to you. Yeah, um, all that, all that's true. Um, it, I don't know. The bench plays with so much energy. I, 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 I don't, I don't know what the what the starters would look like playing with that kind of energy. I can't even imagine it. And the fact that I can't imagine it is probably the worst indictment on the starting five. Um, 
We'll see what Tibbs does. Uh, I wouldn't put anything past him, but I'm sure he's getting tired of this shit. Uh, Forgotten NYC, what's going on, man? Uh, the turning point for me was taking out Obi and putting RJ at the four with a minute to go. Instant karma resulting in a monster magic dunk over um, power forward RJ. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I'm not going to lie. I said it in, in the suite at the time. I said, can't put RJ back. in." The, I said it before they put him in. I said, you can't put RJ back on the game. I said, I we were talking about like what lineup do they close with? And the only thing I said unequivocally was like, you can't put RJ back in the game. And it's funny because it's like RJ finished the game as their leading score. He was seven, 17 points, 7 to 19. But like anyone who watched that game knows that RJ was just not good. And I know he had some nice finishes or whatever, but it I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you. Um, RJ was bad in this game. And uh, on offense, on offense, I think on defense he was okay. But again, to put him at the four there with 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 that with that group didn't work. It didn't work. And what I always say about Tibbs is, um, you know, give the man credit because what he's doing is working. And again, that that gets that gets a little old um, when it, you've lost to the Magic at home for the second time in fifteen games. It's not what you want. Um, so, yeah, maybe you'd like to have that one back. Um, Robert Boy, I'm legit scared for Houston on Saturday, to be honest. Scared for Houston or scared of Houston? I I don't think – has Houston won – I don't. I think Houston's lost like 12 straight. I'll, I'll look that up right now. Unless they, they – I don't even know if they played tonight. Uh, no, they lost tonight, Houston. So I, I am fairly certain that Houston has not won a game in a very long time. Wouldn't it be something, right? They're, yeah, they're one in fourteen. Okay, so they have not lost, they have not won a game in a very long time. Uh, shit, they better not lose to Houston. I'll say that they better not lose to Houston. They shouldn't. I, I don't think they will. But then again, I thought they were going to win this game going away, and they didn't. Uh, Brian Benjamin, soon as Tibbs subbed in Randall at the end, it was over. It can't get any worse, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm not – again, I'm not – I'm not going to put this loss on any one player. I'm not going to put it on RJ. I'm not going to put it on Randall. But it's just – it's unmistakable right now which guys on the team – it feels good when they're in the game – and which guys, it just it doesn't feel good, and it's pretty scar- stark discrepancy between the starters and the and the subs. Um, all of these comments are fair. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road, but if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zin for a spin. Zin nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th 
Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Andrew Palladino, small blow to close the game, killed us. Franz goes right at RJ after burning IQ for the N1. And that's where the mojo shifted, needed rim protection. Yeah, again, you know, like we all love singing Taj's praise. Pra- Taj's praises? Praises? Multiple praises? Yeah. He wasn't in there at the end. Taj played. Um, didn't feel like he played a lot of minutes tonight. He played 14 minutes. Um, didn't score. Didn't take a shot. Would he have been in a good fit in there at the end? I don't know. Um, whatever. Didn't work. Uh, Ed Paola won't play Obi and Randall together due to rim protection, but plays Randall at the five and RJ at the four. Keep lying to us, Tibbs. Easy way to lose us. I mean, Tibbs isn't going to lose me. I think Tibbs is trying stuff out. Like the, the notion that, and again, like I, I, I've, I've been pretty, pretty straightforward with this. I don't think you should take anything that Tibbs says at face value. I think Tibbs says, the easiest answers to make reporters stop asking the questions because he's Thibodeau and he doesn't, he doesn't care to answer these questions. Um, I think Tibbs is trying to just find answers. And right now he doesn't have answers with this team. And I think RJ going small, you know, is something that we've all, I've God knows I've talked a lot about going small with RJ at the four and and Randall at the five in the past. It did not work tonight. And maybe tonight wasn't the game to try it. And maybe Tibbs was like, felt like he needed to search for something and it was the wrong night to search for it and it didn't work and whatever. You get second guessed when you lose. Um, I don't give a shit about Tibbs, like what he says to us. That's, that's not my concern. Um, But, you know, you're looking for buttons to push and you didn't push the right button and you know, people are going to complain. Um, it is what it is. I, I, I do though, you know, for a coach that, that has been accused oftentimes of being too traditional or too stodgy or not trying stuff out. Like it, yeah, it didn't work, but like the, the notion that it was crazy at the time, like I didn't think it was crazy at the time. Maybe I'm an idiot, probably, but I didn't think it was crazy at the time. I thought, okay, you're going small because you're trying to generate offense. And again, this is a game that the Knicks gave up 104 points um, and largely played really good defense. The, the problem wasn't that they couldn't defend. The problem was that they couldn't score, especially since they played a team that like was hitting a lot of tough shots. Um you know, that said, maybe it wasn't the time to go to it. I don't know. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky, man, I miss you at the game. Sorry, Kevin. Uh, what's more concerning is that the Knicks played well and lost to the Magic. Yeah, as I alluded to this earlier. Um, I think a lot of the problems get solved when, if Randall starts playing better. I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> He's uh, Someone asked me, I think, on Twitter whether or not I thought the Knicks would have an all-star this year. And I said, if I had to guess right now, the answer would be no. Um, 
I mean, Randall's not playing like an all-star. I think the closest thing they have to an all-star is Derrick Rose. And I think it's an uphill battle for Rose to make the all-star team. So we'll see. Um, Matt Smith, over under 1.5 all-star teams for the rest of Julius's career. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, that's a good one. I'll go. Hmm. I'll go under. Sadly. Um, not that I think he's like done or bad or like not going to be a high impact player, but I think last year was a pretty special season. I think maybe he gets one more. I'd be, I, I, I barely, I take the under, but you know, we'll see. I might be, uh, God knows we've underrated him before. Maybe I'm underrating him again. Okay. I think that's it. Yeah, it's just thank you, Andrew. I'm I'm still sad. This is a real bummer. I just got to say, like, putting all the analysis aside, this game was a real bummer. Like, they had that run in the fourth quarter. They were up in the fourth quarter. It felt like they had the game. And then, boom, as some people have said, the subs didn't work out. Um, but it felt like they were going to win this game. And they didn't. And it wasn't to a very good team. So that's disconcerting. But first uh, fifth of the season, hopefully we look back on this in the second or third or fourth, fifth of the season and be like, oh, remember when the team looked like it couldn't get out of its own way at times? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Happened last year. Maybe I'll have it again. Um, okay. Appreciate everybody uh, sticking around and coming in late. Uh, sorry again, this was a late start. Uh, won't be happening again anytime soon. But uh, everybody have a good uh, day. Uh, and I won't speak to you until the weekend. So enjoy yourselves. And let's go Knicks. Of course. Always. <laughs>